Hi, this is Sci-Fi Talk, the podcast on how sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and comics help us explore our humanity. Hi, here is part two of The Boys, season two, recorded from a Zoom call with the cast and showrunner. And up first are Jack Quaid, who is Huey, and Aaron Moriarty, who is Starlight. Great to talk to you. Love the shirt, Jack. Um, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it just seems for both of you, there's conflict a little bit this season. Uh, Hugh I mean, him and Butcher are, man, they just, they're getting off to a really bad start. <laughs> and then the new hero on the block is giving Starlight a hard time too, uh, Stormfront. So talk about those two sources of tension for your characters. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> Let's designate who goes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Stormfront, you know, I think in the beginning, Starlight digged Stormfront. Storm, uh, St Stormfront kind of um, represents what Starlight's all about, which is anti-corporation, you know, anti-anything that is that involves seven members being puppets for Vought. She's this fresh new energy. She seems a little bit more irreverent and rebellious than any other character or any other person on the seven in the entire show. And so I think that she's into Stormfront and the idea of a potential, potential allyship there. But obviously Stormfront just sees Starlight for the facade that she's putting on, which is like, as Stormfront puts it, a... Um, Vought Barbie, so that desire for allyship is not reciprocated. And so that is the beginning of their dynamic. And then um, as the season progresses, we learn they both have a facade and they both realize that neither of them are what they appear to be. You know, it becomes contentious and tumultuous. And uh, that's about all I can say in terms mm. of their trajectory as you know, two characters in their dynamic, but. Yeah, with uh, with Huey and Butcher, it, it's, it was really rewarding to, to play out that dynamic this time around with Carl, because now Huey can see Butcher for what he is. You know, at the end of last season, he left them all for dead, basically, to, you know, pursue his own uh, in, intentions. And when he comes back, Huey seems to be the only one in the group being like, wait a second, let's, let's pump the brakes. This guy left us all. You know, he doesn't really quite have that history uh, with him that the other members of the boys have. I think they all kind of have a little bit more of a confidence that he'll be back and he'll continue leading them. Whereas Huey thinks, look, we're really, we're so close to taking down Vought. All of our lives can go back to normal. We don't need this guy. Uh, let's just, keep pursuing the mission. So when he comes back, it's like, oh, all of the things, the little seeds he's been planting, the, his plans, um, you know, communicating with, with Annie, it all mm -hmm. kind of goes out the window because this typhoon of a person who all he does is instigate chaos is back at the helm. And uh, yeah, they go head to head a lot. Sci-Fi Talk returns in a moment. I also spoke to Carl Urban, who is Billy Butcher, and Liz Alonso, who is Mother's Milk. It seems for both of you this season, family plays a big part in your characters and, and a motivation for them. Talk about that aspect. I mean, Mother's Milk is the dollhouse. He's just thinking about his family. And Butcher, now that he's found his wife, that's his almost obsession. Uh, so talk about that part of it and how it's going to shape the season a little bit. 
You know, the dollhouse is really the only connection that Mother's Milk has to his daughter. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like the old saying uh, that when someone is locked up in prison, they can lock up your body, but they can't lock up your mind. And for Mother's Milk, that's where he was. He wasn't in that disgusting, ratty basement, you know, uh, hideout. He was in that house with his daughter, with his family, and, and that's what kept his sanity. Um, there's going to be an evolution in the season where uh, he's going to have to figure out the, the dollhouse becomes a wedge that he has to decide. And, and it's interesting that you, that you pointed out that it has to do with family because he has to choose. He's chosen his family. He's chosen the boys, but he has another family, you know, and, and, uh, and that dollhouse becomes, you know, very pivotal in, in, in reminding him where do you, which family do you really belong to? Yeah, for Billy Butcher season two, you're right, is, is very much all about um, Becca Butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the end of season one, um, Butcher discovers that his wife is indeed actually alive. And so Butcher's main uh, goal and agenda through season two is to find her and, and reunite with her, to rescue her. And the sort of issues that that raises for Butcher is primarily how far is he willing to go to achieve that goal? You know, and we see in season one, a butcher that was uh, obsessed, hell-bent, driven, and, you know, uh, was, you know, really prepared to do anything to to achieve his goal of bringing down Vought. And season two, uh, and that didn't work out too well for him. In season two, uh, this obsession is now shifted and... Uh, is, is burning, you know, like a bright candlestick and, you know, butchers on a quest and, you know, maybe to, to save his wife, he's, you know, he's going to have to go and raise it to a new level. He's going to have to go and, and find the candlestick maker and, uh, you know, and, and really make it happen and, and uh, find out, you know, what is uh, the, uh, who, who, who is the, the main puppeteer of, of, of the seven and, uh, and how do you take them down, you know? Yeah. I want to piggyback on Carl's point about the candlestick. When we start off season two, we're all in the dark. We don't know. First of all, we don't know where, where Butcher is. We don't know what we're all doing. We're almost individuals. We're no longer a team. You know, Frenchie's kind of making money and trying to figure out how to get his passports. Huey is off on quest, saying he's going somewhere, but he's meeting up with Starlight, you know, discreetly, hopefully. Mother's Milk is kind of just, just leave me the alone. And what we're missing is, is having that, that mission. We don't have a mission anymore. You know, in season one, we had a clear mission and we had a leader, a clear leader. And now our leader is gone. You know, and, and that's, that's what I felt was, you know, the biggest challenge. Firstly, shooting boy scenes without Carl just didn't feel right. It, it felt dark. And in that first step, in that episode where he comes down the steps, 
you know, and he establishes that, you know, he's home, you know, in the, in the catchphrase, well, I think it's going to be season two, daddy's home, <laughs> or already all over that. It reunites us, you know, and gives us, you know, a, a clear, we have now, we have somewhere to go now. Now we have this internal family dynamic that, you know, in season one, you know, Frenchie and, and Mother's Milk had their thing. But season two, it's, it's all of us. I mean, we literally are all at each other's throats and, and refinding who we are as a family, even to the extent where it helps the story explain who we were five, ten years before that. I, I love the fact that family became the, the focal point because through the dysfunction of our boy's family, we find out backstory on, on all of us in season two. There's more on Butcher's and another character's backstory. Definitely uh, this season, um, uh, we, get, we get to learn more about uh, specifically Butcher's backstory and sort of come to understand that there's many, the, the darker elements and aspects of his character, that, that hidden monster within him was there well before he met um, Rebecca, his wife. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, this season is really about taking the element that is most important to each and every character and ripping it, uh, ripping it away from them and seeing how they deal with it. You know, uh, it's, it's funny because the, the backstory that I am a part of isn't necessarily my flashback. It's Frenchie's flashback. But our stories and our pasts are intricately linked from, you know, our first go at the boy, when we were the boys before we disbanded. And then, you know, essentially the boys is picking up where we left off, you know, before. And so it goes back into that, which my character is a part of. And it'll make sense because it'll answer, why does my character treat Frenchie the way he does? Why am I so hard on him? Why do I blame him for so much stuff? You know, the guy is just trying to do his best. And in season two, you'll understand what happens that makes me do that and turn into that. Because in the first time that we were the boys, Mother's Milk and Frenchie were, were best friends. Mm. And you'll get to see that too. You know, how they were before they had the falling yeah. out. Yeah. yeah, M.M. was like a, a choir boy holding on to his candlestick, uh, you know, you forgive the, the, the metaphor. But uh, and obviously then, you know, the events with Mallory happen and that whole thing is candlesticks out the window and those guys are 100 percent. Well, she was the candlestick maker. Yeah. Yeah. So to speak for us. Yeah, no, true. Totally, totally true. There's more of my look at the season two of The Boys on Amazon Prime. Hi, this is Billy Boy. I play Pippin in Lord of the Rings, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk. Next up are Chase Crawford, who is the Deep, and also Jesse T. Usher, who is the Speedy A-Train. So, guys, uh, talk about where you guys are at the beginning. I, I Chase, you're going through a... The Deep is really in hot water, no, no pun. And... Uh, <laughs> And Jesse, A-Train is kind of going through some things, too. Uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. So both talk about that. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting because I, I, I'm, I'm a part of the seven, but haven't really been a part of it since like episode two, season one. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been a part of Ohio for a while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, you know, it's interesting because they threw that the head shaving thing at me. You know, Kripke kind of emailed me before uh, that final episode. I was like, just so you know, this is going to happen. I'm like, great. I've all, I'm, you know, always kind of wanted to do that on camera. We had one shot and. So, yeah, so season two, we had to reshave it and, uh, you know, kind of pick up where we left off. But um, he's, you know, in a dark, pretty dark place. And, um, you know, just he's just one of those guys that is sorry, but but not re- really, you know, does hasn't really felt the full effects of it. And is sort of sorry that he got caught and, and, and the rug was been pulled out from under him and that his whole identity was wrapped up in being this famous you know, obviously superhero star in social media star in New York. And now he's sort of relegated to Ohio. And, you know, I think, yeah, he's, he's um, through, through, uh, you know, without giving too much away, he goes on, on a journey of, of, of sort of self-exploration and, uh, you know, <laughs> trying to redeem himself maybe for selfish reasons, just to get back to New York and get back to the to, to, back to the seven and back to his, his status. Yeah. And that's for a train, um, we kind of see his whole world just get deconstructed throughout season one with a lot of things that were mostly just internal issues that he was having. Um, a lot of things that he's got to face, you know, in season one. And it was just it was a lot. It was too much for him. And it <laughs> it took a toll on his body, took a toll on his health. Um, in a lot of ways, he leaned on that compound V just to kind of get through to, you know, the day and and to be honest with you, it was it was a lot. I mean, his his status is based on his physical abilities. And that was just the things that came from, you know, the social uh, issues that he was going through kind of all depended on that. And it was just too much for, for his body to take. So, you know, you end up seeing him get that heart attack at the end of season one and a lot of season two for, for a train is going to be just healing and rebuilding and discovery and, you know, facing those demons that he's been running from for so long, no pun intended, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see, how he and the deep kind of all just or kind of kind of both kind of fight their way back <laughs> in a sense <laughs> i can't give too much away but it'll be interesting to see them do that <laughs> i want to say more but i can't <laughs> i know i know man i'm the worst at that too so <laughs> man it's hard not to give any spoilers away <laughs> oh, i know I you. chase i have to say that you add a whole new meaning to talking to yourself in a scene but that's as far as i know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, you gotta see that scene. It's an amazing scene. It really yeah, is. It's, it's gonna be good. <laughs> Thank you. Are you talking about the ending scene for the whatever the No in the in the room by yourself. Oh yeah. Two, he's talking. Oh so okay. So you've seen you've seen the I didn't realize you you've seen the first couple. Yeah, first two, yeah. Oh, okay, great. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, yeah, that was a very interesting uh Interesting scene. I mean, <laughs> what's funny about that is we, we, it's a big show and we have so many people and so many stuff to get to that that particular scene got kind of fell by the wayside. We had to go pick it up later, but they didn't really tell me when. So I'm like, I was really kind of nervous about, you know, them just dropping that scene on me. And, and it was probably for the better because they kind of did drop it on me. I was like, second unit starting up, your scene's up like in two days on Thursday. And um, it was kind of nice because they had second unit. We shot it with Phil and it was, you know, it was a little bit smaller crew and, and, and mm-hmm. it was nicer because it, since it wasn't main unit, we had all this time to do it. So Phil had all these 
crazy shots from above and we really just got to play and it was just in that room obviously and was uh <laughs> yeah so phil just kept going like, what about this shot what about this shot i'm like whatever you want to do phil i'm here you know so it was nice to be able to spend i mean almost like six seven eight hours on on that scene and uh yeah it was pretty pretty weird pretty pretty cool <laughs> yes it was yeah. it was awesome thank you thank you yeah it was one of my favorite scenes in season two definitely can't wait for people to see that one <laughs> Nice, Jeez. Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was interesting. So, yeah. Special thanks to Amazon Studios. The boys are on Amazon Prime, seasons one and two. This is Tony Talata. I am Emily Hampshire, and I play Jennifer Goins on 12 Monkeys, and you're listening to Sci-Fi Talk.